This episode of Grease the Polls is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can bet $5 on any sport and win $200 in free bets instantly. All you need to do is sign up with the link in the description, and you'll get $200 instantly after you place your first bet of $5 or more. Everyone could use some extra betting money, so don't let this opportunity go to waste. And with that, let's get into the episode. What is going on, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Grease the Polls. As promised, very special guest joining us today to preview the Eagles-Giants playoff game. Victor Williams, everyone. Round of applause. Round of applause. Philly Pod, Victor Yo, Williams. Rolling out the red carpet. Out. We got First him edition. here. First edition. This is what, the 18th episode? Took y'all this 18th. long to ask me? Yeah, we, we, were we were waiting for a special occasion. We were waiting for a special occasion. And so, obviously, the Eagles, we, they didn't play last week. They got the bye week, and now they're playing the Giants. And we had to, we had to have Philly Pot on here. It, just was, it, was, it was our obligation to yeah, our Absolutely. This man, Brian, did, so. asked me all formally, like, you don't know me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'll come on the show. Bro, like I said, we're rolling out the red carpet. Like, <laughs> like this is the thing. This yeah, man sent a formal you. request through via email. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's how, that's, how we, that's how we roll, dude. We're that's professionals we... on Grease the Poles. So. I appreciate it. Um, obviously, uh, there's, you know, we talked about in the last episode, um, kind of like mixed feelings in the city, uh, heading into this game. Um, I feel like the confidence is growing as the week has gone on. I think everyone's kind of gotten the little jitters out. Um, so I'm just going to ask you straight up, Vic, how are you feeling going in this one? Like, are, are you fully confident that the Eagles are just going to walk in there, play like they were mid season, you know, just dominating every team? Or are we going to see more of the recent Eagles where, kind of hit or miss what type of team we're going to get. Yeah, I have I've no reason to believe that we're not going to see the team that, that we've been watching for a majority of the of the season. I understand that uh, Daniel Jones looked fairly well, uh, played fairly well last week against the 31st ranked pass defense. So take that for, for what it's take that for what it's worth. And he's always had the wheels. So the so the 78 rushing yards doesn't, doesn't really surprise me nor scares me because, uh, Brian, you know, you, you wrote about it. The, the Eagles allow the fourth most, I believe, rushing yards to, to quarterbacks this season. I was shocked to read that because I felt like They've done a decent job in containing mobile quarterbacks for 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 the most part, ex- minus Justin Fields, who 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 is who is him essentially. So you can, there's nothing you could do about about Justin Fields. But we haven't seen a healthy Jalen Hurts since the first matchup between the Eagles and the Giants, when uh, when Miles ran for 144 yards and they and they put up nearly 50 points on them. That's the last time we kind of saw this team at full strength because uh, you had the, the Chicago game afterwards where Hurts got hurt. You had the Minshew games following that, and then you had the uh, the bare bones script against the Giants the second time around where we didn't really, Sirianni didn't really show a whole lot and they were still being mindful of Hertz's as uh, a shoulder. Uh, I'm confident that what Hertz says is true to, to the reporters that he's saying that uh, you're going to see the MVP candidate despite whatever pain and discomfort he might be dealing with. He does a good job of masking it and I'm all but certain he's going to put out a, a full effort in this game. And uh, despite the recent weeks and how the offense might have looked, I don't believe that was an Eagles team that was putting forth their best effort. I think we're going to, to, to see that uh, this Saturday night. Yeah, and we found out today, like with the final injury report, I mean, we're only missing one starter, Avante mm-hmm. Maddox. And like we saw in the final game of the season, um, kind of what Gannon's plan might be without Maddox and having C.J. Gardner-Johnson back, playing him a lot in the nickel. Um, I'll be interested to see if they continue doing that. I don't know if they will. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> we think We all that's, better hope so. <laughs> no, I think that's the best way, right? Because like, you're either going to go with Uzziah Scott there and then just have C.J. on the back end like normal or 
you know, you play CJ in the nickel and you kind of just run with Reed Blankenship, which I think is the better – it's the better it's, – it's the best of a shitty situation kind mm-hmm. of. You know what I mean? Like, you just kind of got to roll with the punches. But, yeah, I don't know. The narrative kind of seems like, at least from the national media, is like, oh, the Eagles are beat up. They played like shit recently. You know, the Giants can, can get them. But, I mean – like I said, there's only one starter that's not going to be there. And I know Lane Johnson isn't technically 100%, but Lane Johnson at 85 90% is still a Pro Bowl-level tackle, you know? And, like, I'm not really worried about rookie Kayvon Thibodeau coming off the edge against a guy who hasn't let up a sack since Donald Trump was president. You know what I mean? So, yeah. My confidence has grown. My confidence has definitely grown as, as the week has gone on. Yeah, Oja, oh, I think Ojalari, their other pretty good edge rusher, is uh, is questionable on their injury report. Last uh, last I saw, I think I saw that earlier today as well. So the the offensive line should be able to hold up pretty well. I'll take a, I'll even take a seventy percent Lane Johnson over a, a fully healthy Jack Driscoll, and that's no slight against Driscoll, who does fairly well as a reserve lineman. Uh, but but Lane Johnson, as we all know, is an All Pro, All Pro uh, right tackle, and you want him in there in uh, all facets. I, the the narrative, the uh, I don't even want to call it narrative, like the mindset this week, and I'm even seeing it from Eagles fans for whatever reason, is that they are all of a sudden terrified of Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball on the offense. Now, we all knew that when Brian Dayball was hired and they brought in Mike Kafka, and we all knew that that was going to be a coaching staff that is that is worlds better than whatever Joe Judge was doing in New York prior. They had training camp fights. They had the whole bit last summer. <laughs> Brian Dayball turned that whole franchise around, and we knew that they would be better. But for us to sit here and take this one small sample size against a Minnesota team that always underwhelms, it shouldn't shock anybody that Minnesota might be the worst 13-win team we've ever seen in, in the history of this league. It shouldn't shock anybody that the Giants were able to beat them, uh, but they're still woefully uh, uh, outmatched in this game. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain the spread is 7.5, and, and that's about right there. The Eagles are a full touchdown better than the Giants. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, if it wasn't the playoffs and it wasn't a divisional matchup, I, you know, I could see the number getting even higher, but obviously the you know, it's the third time we've played them. Still not really concerned. You don't really seem concerned. And that, I mean, obviously, I mean, you and Brian are both guys that are, you know, uh, locked in on the birds pretty much 24-7. So I, it's, in, it's been interesting to see you obviously not worried. Brian coming out on Tuesday uh, saying that he was, in fact, at least a bit concerned oh, to face wow. Daniel Dogshit and uh, and Daniel the New York Nichols. Giants. <laughs> Daniel Nichols. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like we, I mean, yeah, Vanilla Vic is a good nickname, and that's pretty much where it stops for me admiring the game of Daniel Jones. Obviously, um, you know, he played well against a terrible team in the Minnesota Vikings. Who I hope are, they pay him. I hope they pay who, him. Please I pay hope him. they. I hope they extend him. Please do. I hope they <laughs> max him out. I know there's no max contract in the NFL, but you, you understand my point. I want him getting like. Supermax money, like, because I, I, he's earned it. You know, he beat Kirk Cousins in a playoff game, guys. You have to understand, like, this is, <laughs> like, no. But I'm looking forward to the game. Obviously, uh, looking forward to see how many how many hits we can put on Daniel Jones early, because I do think getting to him early is obviously gonna uh, take a little bit out of him. And I'm hoping he loses to will to play football by about the third quarter. Yeah, maybe we'll see Tyrod Taylor at some point. Maybe I thought I'm surprised we didn't see him in the uh, in, in the last game. They decided to go with uh, what was his name? Not not Joe Davis Webb. Almost said Davis Joe Webb. Joe I'm Webb. covering that nightmare. Yeah, let's not um, let's not tap into that again. Uh, but yeah, when people were 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 saying like, oh, the Giants aren't the same team we played earlier. Well, first of all, I don't. Do you guys buy into the whole the the myth? I'll call it the myth of it's hard to beat a team three times in a season, let alone an NFC East rival. Do you buy into that? Because I certainly don't. Uh, the, the, the issue with me lies in the fact that they didn't play 
they the the Giants weren't even completely healthy in the first game. They were missing, I believe, Adoree Jackson and Xavier McKinney and Leonard Williams, I believe. They didn't have as well. All those guys are back this time. And uh, in week 18, we all know that situation. Nobody really really played to their full strength at that point. So I feel like this is still going to be a, a first-time matchup between two teams that are as close to you can be to full strength at this juncture in the season. Yeah, they'll definitely be healthy. But, Frank, I know you're not worried <laughs> Just based off of what you said last episode, because uh, no. no, not at all. Yeah, no. I the the idea that it's hard to beat a team three times is one of the most. Uh, every year, I feel like this happens in the playoffs, where you have a team that matches up against somebody that they swept in the regular season, and then you get the you, you hear people say, "Oh, it's hard to beat a team three times," and then somebody immediately well actuallys it with the actual record, which I think is like. There are like 14 and nine teams that have beat their uh their the swept their opponent in the regular season against them in the playoffs. So I don't see the Giants as posing any real threat. One thing I do wonder about with them though is I, one of the things that we've seen whenever the Eagles lost in the regular season was uh just getting gashed by the run game and. Saqu- refresh my memory. Saquon Barkley was he fully healthy for the first game? It, was he at a hundred percent, or was he, he was dealing a, with an injury? He was a game time decision that game, and he he so. he attempted to go. He didn't look like himself, but he did play. So I wonder how much that's going to play into the game. Like I definitely, I fully expect it to be closer than it was the last time these two teams uh, faced it, like nearly full strength. Uh, but I am curious to see how his his presence affects the game uh and if the if the eagles are able to shut him down early uh or if they you know wind up losing the time of possession battle well i'll tell you this frank uh saquon barkley's not gonna do shit mm. uh i mean the, the phrase, right, i'm not worried frankly. about it anymore not yeah, worried he's about not anymore. gonna he's not gonna do That's shit i mean you, t- you take a look at what we've done against elite running backs this season i mean derrick henry had like 30 yards zeke eh like forget about it. I mean, Tony Pollard, he cuts everybody up, so we'll leave that alone. But Jonathan that's Taylor. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor, we contained him. It, Damian like, Pierce kind of ran all over the place a little bit, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that'll happen every once in a while. But I'm not, I'm not all that concerned. I'm really not when it comes to Saquon Barkley. He is, you know, he is looking mo- the most like Saquon Barkley he's looked in a long time, and that's great for him. I mean, just as a guy who's a fan of his game and was a you know liked him in college before he was obviously drafted to the Giants, like good for him. I'm 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 happy for him. But I mean the road ends. The the road ends now. I mean he'll he'll probably go out there and give it his all, but I don't foresee uh Jordan Davis allowing anything to happen or any of the guys on our defensive line for that matter. Uh especially uh, you know, with the the stakes of this matchup. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I think, like, you know, ever since the Washington game where we lost, you know, the quote-unquote blueprint on how to beat the Eagles has been, you know, common knowledge. Like, everyone talks about it. It's it's no secret that the Eagles aren't the best at stopping the run, right? It's literally, like, the only thing they're not top five in on either side of the ball. So, obviously, you're going to attack that. But, like Conway said, and the games that have come after that, Whenever, you know, when we were going up against Derrick Henry, the whole narrative that week was how are they going to slow down Derrick Henry? How are they going to slow down Derrick Henry? Didn't even – was a non-factor. Didn't even contribute in the slightest bit. I think Tannehill might have actually had more rushing yards in that game. Um, 
and then you know the same thing about uh, Saquon the first time. I know he wasn't fully healthy, but still, like they couldn't run the ball for shit. Um, the Cowboys really couldn't run the ball for shit on us. I think whenever there is that potential, right, going into any matchup, the Eagles just kind of answer the bell or they answer the call. Um, like if there, if that was the true blueprint to beat us, which at the same time, I mean, controlling clock and causing turnovers is a blueprint to beat any team. Like that's not, it's not exclusive to the Eagles anyway. But that's just. That's what everyone says, so like I'll just call it the blueprint to beat the Eagles. But um, no one's successfully used that blueprint to beat the Eagles since then, right? Like even when we lost to Dallas on Christmas Eve, without Jalen Hurts under center, it was really because we just couldn't stop shit through the air and we turned it over more. You know what I mean? Like we it was lost third and thirty. Battle. It was third and the thirty. Third and thirty. You can blame it all on that. Play. Blame it all. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like that's what those type of games come down to. It's one or two plays, and for me. Like, as long as the Eagles win the turnover battle, I just cannot envision them losing a game. That's really all that matters. If they have more possessions than the other team, they're going to win. Like, yeah. 10 times out of 10, in my opinion. So, and I think they can do that against the Giants. You know, I know Daniel Jones has done a better job protecting the ball and everything, but look, as long as you get him in long down and distances, right, don't allow them to get into the third manageable situations. Um, the defense is going to be just fine. Like, we had 70 sacks this year, you know? It's not like the Giants have some, you know, top five, top ten offensive line. They have one guy on there that's good, and it's Andrew Thomas. And outside of that, I mean, rookie, their rookie Evan Neal has been pretty subpar all season. Remedial so, at best. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, and I'm sure they'll rotate the defensive ends to keep them fresh like they always do. And they're all fully healthy. You know, Brandon Graham's going to go, Robert Quinn. Maybe we'll see a Robert Quinn sighting. I mean, holy shit, wouldn't that be something special to get – uh, some production out of the guy, but yeah, like, like I said, I think as after the the, you know the the midweek to early week jitters got out, and I just look at the game on paper and everything the Eagles are capable of, and everything the Giants really aren't capable of um, against a good team. I mean, my confidence is is right there with everyone else at this point. Yeah, it should be. It should be because number one, the Eagles are home, and people tend to forget that. The last time the Giants won a game at Lincoln Financial Field was October of 2013, I believe. So it's nearly a decade since the Giants won a game uh, uh, in Philadelphia. So that they got that going for them. But on top of that, the Giants are, have been fairly good in road playoff games. I think they have the uh, one of the best records over the last 20 years in road playoff games. So that contributes uh, to that as well. But yeah, just when you compare just just the rosters, I don't even like to put recent play into it because you get into the playoffs and it's essentially a, a new season. So I try to look at it just from a from from a roster and schematic standpoint. And I'm not sure what position you can look at. Like I guess you could argue running back, but Miles has has been just as productive, if not more, than Saquon this season. So we can stare at the battle of uh, of Penn State running backs uh, at that point. But AJ Brown and Devonta Smith are going to pose wild mismatches just like they did the first time around the Dory Jackson is healthy but you still have Cordell Flott who I think has played better as the as the year has gone on he's he's been uh better in recent games but those guys can't can't do anything about AJ Brown and uh, and Devonta Smith and in addition to that the Eagles didn't have Dallas Goddard the first time around and this is a this is going to be a defense that allowed TJ Hawkinson to accumulate like nearly 400 yards in the two in the two combined games that they or, or 300 yards rather in the two combined games that they uh, that that they played this year, so I expect uh, Dallas Goddard to do a lot of damage. I expect the receivers to take advantage of their matchups, and I expect to 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 see the Jalen Hurts that we've been watching all season because he's going to be able to really kind of do whatever he wants. I don't care if it's the ground, the air. I don't care how they QB sneak it since apparently we're cheating with that now. But uh, they can wh whichever 
way they decide to use Jalen Hurts, the Eagles should be successful on offense. I want to ask you, too, just specifically on Hurts. Um, like, what's your read on the injury situation? Because it seems like, again, like it's 50-50. You hear people that are like, oh, he's fully healthy. He'll be fine. And then you hear cautious fans that are like, well, is he really good? Like, is he 100%? I tend to think that he is 100%. Like, I, I, I mean, he sprained his shoulder. We saw what, even what he did in that Chicago game after he sprained it, right? He was still throwing dimes. And I know the Giants game in the last week of season – you know, wasn't his best outing, but, you know, we already mentioned bare bones script, nothing really too exotic. And he was kind of, it was pretty obvious. We were kind of just trying to go bombs away and, and put the game out so we could pull the guy. So like, what's your opinion head into it? Do you think like, you know, all, all like, I don't know the word for it, like training wheels off, like designed <laughs> runs, the whole, the whole nine yards with Jalen Hurts, like everything's in play yeah I think so I think he should be a hundred percent it was a real good sign that he wasn't even listed on the on the uh, on the injury report which leads me to believe that all, all is well with his shoulders it's only a two to four week injury to begin with but we all know how Sirianni is he likes to milk things he likes to try and maintain a competitive advantage in any way possible so he's going to lead uh, opposing defenses to believe that he's still hurt and try and make them game plan differently Sadly, Wink Martindale has already stated that he's not on the injury report, so I'm game planning for the MVP candidate. I don't care what the, what the what the coaching staff is saying. So despite the charades and the song and dance, I think Jalen Hurts is, is 100% ready to go. Maybe there's still some soreness or whatever, but I, I believe his arm is going to be uh, the same that we saw prior to the Chicago game. Almost feels like the Giants just forfeit. Like, why even bother showing up? Yeah. yeah. Like, what's that, right. dude? <laughs> My question yeah. is, like, this is really the biggest question, is, like, which Eagle's going to have the most yards? I mean, that's really my whole thing. Like, oh, who's going to score the most Dallas. points? Who's going to have the most yards? Do you think Dallas Goddard is going to have the most yards? Uh, I mean, obviously, Jalen Hurts with passing and, and rushing obviously can, can stack him up. But I just mean outside of him, of course. Who's going who's gonna to run it up? Because, obviously, Dallas Goddard is, a, is an excellent choice. I think I think AJ Brown is gonna shit on the Giants. Like he might go Should. for two. He might go for two hundred yards. Like I don't know how many yards Jalen Hurts is gonna throw for. It's gonna be maybe five to six hundred based on my calculations. <laughs> I, like AJ Brown, two hundred yards. Dallas Goddard, two hundred yards. That's four hundred right there. Like Smitty with a hundred. We got Boston Scott for seventy-five, and then we got Miles Sanders. Uh, you know, with a couple of nice catches. Uh, sorry, Zach Pascal, you're getting kind of boxed out. Quez is going to be blocking a lot for Jalen Hurts. Hey, according I, to fans, Quez, Quez shouldn't be WR3 anymore, says the fans. He, Everybody uh, soured on Quez Watkins all of a sudden. Dude, I mean, he's not good. Hey, 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 <laughs> he's not, he's not. What do you mean not he's, good? He's not mean? good. Because no, that's some bonehead fine. plays this season? Some, but look. All right. Yeah, some, a handful. It's, it's yeah. a handful. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty – yeah, who whose hand? Andre there was one the where there was one where he got like he got bitched in midair. I think was it the Dallas game? Somebody there bitched were him two on times catch. he got bitched in midair, <laughs> and then the, in the and same then the fumble game. in the Washington game. Like you think it happens once? Count. You think it happens once? You go all right. I'm gonna go stronger to the ball this time in a in a higher leverage situation. He's skinny. He's not, no. he's not a muscle. Go up and get a guy. Bro, I get it, bro. But well, then in that case, yeah. then I go ahead and I'll blame the I'll blame the coaching Zach staff for hitting uh, for 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 putting him in that you know situation. Sounds like you want to blame Jalen. I'm not calling for Zach Pascal either. <laughs> Let's make it known. Kenny Galladay and Zach Pascal do I, the same thing on the field, by the way. Just one be, significantly less cost. <laughs> I can be unhappy and just accept what's happening, and that's what's mm. going on somewhat with Quez. But and what that sucks, too, because I love Quez, and I, oh, I've cool. been calling for him. Now, is, now I've talked shit. He's going he's gonna to have 150 yards in the game. Like uh, that's, that's really all I'm thinking about is – 
because there's only so many yards that you know we can accumulate. Only so many touchdowns can get scored, and I just hope we can spread the love, keep everybody happy, so we can really go in and play whoever we play. Hey, win in the, the game, everybody's happy. Nobody we cares about production the in the playoffs. Nobody look, cares about production in the playoffs. Look, just, I can talk as I can talk as much shit as I want right now because if we lose this game, like. I'm already going to be numb. Like, people can, you know, clip it, tweet it, whatever. I, I, I can be wrong all I want, but if this game does end in a loss, like, my entire world oh, is shattered. It's not great. It's not great. It's, not great. it's bad. It is I don't even think about the loss. This is the first time I've thought about a loss. No, yeah. And so that is just, you just I thought about it, up. and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bury it. I'm I'll ask bury this. it deep down. I'll ask this. Give it, for, yeah. the, for, the, for, the, for the three of you, can you name any of the Giants linebackers off the top of your head? Well, Brian, you might because you might have been looking recently. But any of you, Siri, I think Google, I know Giants one. Giants linebackers. I think I know. <laughs> wait, don't they all? Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Don't they have fucking? Um, isn't Jalen Smith on their team? Right. So it's J- so yeah. it's Jalen Smith who began the season on the practice squad, and they have Gerard Davis, who the Giants signed off the Lions practice squad a few weeks ago. Those are the mm-hmm. starting linebackers. So when I say that Dallas Goddard, I believe his uh, receiving line. I looked at it yesterday. It was 47 and a half, but I think I saw it go up to 48 and a half today. Wherever it is, if it's under 50, I would put, I don't know if you all pay rent or what you pay, but whatever you pay to maintain your household, put that amount on Dallas Goddard over yards and make sure you can pay rent for the next two months. If you misses, <laughs> maybe you can work out something with your landlord. <laughs> I, I'm recommending putting the check on Dallas Goddard's receiving yards uh, uh, in this one. <laughs> no, yeah, I think Dallas Goddard, honestly. Oh, go ahead, Frank. No, I was going to say, I. I am seeing via Google that the the Giants do have a linebacker by the name of Micah McFadden on their team. Yeah, is he on the practice squad? I believe so. <laughs> He's got a big square head, and he has a good linebacker name. So okay. you know, there's that. Okay. He's a good. That's a good linebacker name. I'm not even gonna bother learning their names because they're all gonna get cut at the end of the year anyway, probably. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say N'Kobe Dean's probably better than what they have, and he N'Kobe Dean he can is, barely sniff the field. And, and N'Kobe Dean has shit came up. So, N'Kobe Dean has the best football name on the Eagles. I think that's something we can probably all agree on. Ooh, I hope so at least. I'm. I don't know if I agree, but I also don't have an example to Dude, refute Reed it. Blankenship is a badass name. No. That's a name, Dude, N'Kobe. <laughs> Just be Re- like, yeah, like imagine Nakabe. if you were boys with him, you're like, yeah, this is my boy, N'Kobe. Codeine. Yeah. Codeine my is boy, the nickname. That boy, yeah, Codeine. Codeine. That's yeah. a good, that would be fucking, that's fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, back on Goddard, I think he's probably the clear-cut choice to be, like, the leading receiver for the Eagles. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, you mentioned the TJ Hawkinson thing. And, you know, to the Giants' credit, they did kind of contain Justin Jefferson last week. I know we, you know, as Eagles fans, we've seen Kirk you know, Cousins contain Justin Jefferson last week. That's, yeah. <laughs> so like we've, you know, as Eagles fans, we saw what we were able to do against the guy in week two. Like you know, as long as you have, you know, a solid game plan. Like and obviously, if you're able to kind of fluster Kirk Cousins, he doesn't know what to do. Um, and yeah, like I don't, I don't really think a Dory Jackson being back is like that big of a deal. I did initially, but. Really, what it came down to was the Giants just kind of they Wink Martindale kind of went away from what he was normally doing in the regular season. I know they had like the highest blitz rate in the NFL all season, and then in the playoff game, I think they blitzed maybe like twenty percent, twenty to twenty five percent of the time, which is way lower than they were all season. They were blitzing damn near fifty percent of their snaps in the regular season, like ridiculous amount. Um, Wink Martindale would would be right at home here in Philly because everyone wants that shit. Cover zero play. blitz, baby. I was waiting yeah. for it last week, and it never came. So I was like, yeah. no, no so, jailbreak blitz today. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what they do against us because obviously, like, 
We have a mobile quarterback. We have a lot more weapons than Minnesota does. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is great, but we have Brown and Smith, who are both elite. Obviously, Dallas Goddard is right there with TJ Hawkinson in terms of just physical ability. And we have a better offensive line and arguably just a better overall rushing attack. So, like, yeah, Marndale has his his work cut out for him. It's not going to be as simple as, like, let's sit back in coverage or let's just blitz 50% of the time. Like, it's just – you really can't with this Eagles team. It's impossible to. We're just better than the Giants in literally every facet. Like, sure, you can go ahead and count Super Bowls before my balls drop. That's fine. You know, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, but in terms of just owner, better, GM, better, coach, eh, good coach, better. Uh, but And the actual players, better. I'd say we have a better stadium, uh, at least playing better surface fans, for the players. Fans. You got better fans, fans. Been, dude. Fans have been showing their asses this week about dude, dude, how Giants corny they fans are. are Giants fans are fucking freaks, dude. Like, <laughs> there's they that suck. story on the on on of course the LibertyLine.com, and uh, it, they, some guys are dipping their balls and or shafts in, in in some blue food coloring or something to then dye them blue to watch the game. Yeah, man. They said fucking Pizza weird. Hut was uh, nightmare like, fuel. Nightmare fuel. Do they like sit with their dicks out? Like, how does that even work? So what, like, you just hide, and then you, you don't yeah, do that to then put them you away. hold it and then dip is how it goes. That's how it goes. Well, no, what I'm, what I'm wondering is, like, not from how can they tell how, <laughs> how can they how can they tell they're not lying about it? I think like, they all do it together, and then they go out in public, and then they're like, yeah, it's like a secret brotherhood situation. Like, only we know. But then someone kind of, because, you know, everyone's, you know, the guy with the lazy eye next to you in the urinal sees you got a blue dick out, and he's all confused. <laughs> You don't want to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. is, uh, I mean, is, is eating Pizza Hut during Giants game qualify as bulletin board material? Yeah, no. Absolutely. No. <laughs> no. I, yes, everybody should be upset. Yes. Uh, right, Brian Dable it. is a I did this whole stupid bit last episode about how Brian Dable's wife cheated on him with a Pizza Hut delivery driver or something like that. So it's actually <laughs> massive mind games by Nick Sirianni. Um that would be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be funny shit, but no, I don't think I, I. I think Nick would do it, but I don't think he was given the opportunity. You're saying he's cocky because he ate Pizza Hut. So how does that give off cockiness? If you were a cocky, first of all, cocky men do not resort themselves to Pizza Hut. They go to Domino's, no. like civilized human beings, or they just don't order chain pizza in general. <laughs> we could we could go there about how Pizza Hut's not even that desirable anymore. But uh, yeah, so I think moral moral of the story from all of this: uh, Giants fans are corny. Uh, Kenny Galladay doesn't do anything for the $17 million he's paid. He's a glorified J-Jaw to the point where the Giants are making highlight tapes of Kenny Galladay's blocks. So that should tell you where the offense – I will say, though, should we be wary of Isaiah Hodgins? Guy's a little scary. Isaiah My boy uh, so I don't know that guy. touchdown score for him last week. He, he Conway said, who's out. Isaiah Hodgins? said, who the fuck <laughs> – <laughs> well, that's exactly it. Dude, right? like, who that's, the fuck dude, is he's that? He's had like 230 yards over the last three games. He's showing up. He's showing up. No, what he has done well. Can, can someone drop in that clip of Mike Tomlin saying, we do not care? Like, can that be? <laughs> like, because that's right. I don't. Yeah, okay. Good for him. Well, well, that's the thing with the Giants. Like, and that's really, that's the Brian Dable factor. That's why he'll probably win coach of the year. Because they've overachieved all season. I mean, Over Shanahan? They, you think so? Who's the favorite? Uh, right? Who's the favorite? I think Dable is. Oh Last God. time I saw, I honestly, I, I'm not I'll totally positive, but um, the Giants have overachieved this entire season. They started off hot. I think they were like six or seven and one. Um, obviously, Daniel Jones is, is, you know, overachieved. And the same can be said for their wide receivers, right? Like, I think they, they lost Sterling Shepard early on. 
Obviously, Kenny Galladay still sucks. There's just no hope for that guy. And then they also lost their rookie, um, Wandale Robinson. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's just the that's a table factor. And he's a great coach. I think that's really all they have going for him. But um, for me, like, whenever you get – like, the wild card weekend is a wild card weekend. They call it the wild card weekend for a reason because wild shit can happen. You know, like, upsets happen all the time. Um, the seventh seed never really wins any games in the, the wild card round, but you know we get upsets every now and again. Um, but the divisional round is when you find out the truth about teams, you know. And you know you look at the AFC and the NFC; it's kind of really the same makeup. Everyone knew that the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills would be there for the AFC, and then you just got the Jags because you know Trevor Lawrence and Dougie P just you know they both have fat dicks, so they had to be there. And <laughs> they then, simply had to. They simply had to. And then the same thing with the NFC. Everyone knew that Dallas, Philly, and San Francisco were going to be there all year. And it was just a question of whether or not Minnesota would actually show up. And they obviously didn't. And the Giants were able to get one. And now they're here. And should be Detroit, if we're being honest. Detroit yeah, no, it be should here. be. It, it really <laughs> should be. I, honestly, it would have been – they would have given the Niners a, more, a, a better game, I think, for sure. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it is what it is. Um, I'm not like – like I said, I think you just find out the truth about teams on divisional round weekend. Like it's not, you know, we had a we had two weeks to prep for this game, um, get healthy. Everything's going well for us. I, I just, yeah, I think we're good, and I think we'll find out obviously the, who the real Eagles are this weekend. I think it'll be, you know, in dominating fashion. Yeah, divisional weekend certainly the uh, the best weekend in my opinion, and 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 the NFL last last year's divisional weekend was was wild from. From what I remember, so I pulled up the uh, the Coach of the Year odds. Uh, so Nick Sirianni leads as of right now. Uh, he leads second is Kyle Shanahan, and then Brian Dayball. But but interestingly enough, if you had to guess who the most money is on right now, based on like I guess all throughout the season, prior, during the year, and now, who do you think the most money is on? Because it's none of those three guys. Dan Campbell. Court, yep, you got it. Yeah, the line. Yeah, it's Jared. Yeah, he's, he's something. He's that was something. quick too, dude. That was good. And, and they're gonna to run Dan with. Campbell. They're gonna run with Jared Goff as the QB for the next. He's the media year. darling. Yeah, kneecaps, dude. Kneecaps. Yo, bite <laughs> kneecaps, chugging venti fucking yeah. coffees. I'm like, all right, that's yeah. a little much, but he he's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good leader. Third behind Shanahan and Sirianni. So take that for what it's worth. That's. I mean, that's tough for him because he's done a hell of a job in New York, but obviously. Nick Sirianni, winning his you know winning his coach this season, and then Kyle Shanahan has taken essentially me to uh, to a divisional round. He's had three different quarterbacks and still made it to the divisional round. It ju- they just got wor- they got worse and worse as it went down, and they continued to win. So that really made no sense. Next but, to the um, next to the uh, uh, who, who's the team? Um, uh, I can't I can't think. There's a team this offseason that I can't wait to maybe Baltimore. Next to Baltimore. As far as like who's going to have the most like explosive offseason, uh, I think it's going to be uh, the 49ers. Just, just I just want to see how the QB situation plays out because Jimmy G was never supposed to be there, and then he started the lead. Trey Lance has played, I don't even know how many snaps in in his, in his NFL career so far, and then you have Brock Purdy, who's Mister uh, what, what what do they call it, the uh, Mister Relevant, Mister Relevant, yeah. yes, and he's he's in the divisional round too. So uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of teams with uh, with fireworks in the off season. Hopefully not us, because we're going to try to pay everybody to bring them back. Yeah, so. <laughs> we just have to resign everyone. That's really our only job. Yeah, um, no, the going. Niners are going to be interesting, and honestly, we already talked about them. Detroit is one where I'm 
pretty interested to see how they approach this offseason because they are in position to get a quarterback. I mean, they have that that first round pick from the Rams. That's what third overall, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, like they'll be right there if they want to get a CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. But Jared Goff just had the best year of his career, so it's like, and he's really not that old. He's like twenty eight. So, you know. It'll be interesting, and especially interesting if they're able to keep on or uh, hold on to their OC because, I mean, he became really a hot name in head coaching circles after the year. And He said he's sticking around. Ben Johnson, right? Yeah, they brought him back today. Yeah. They gave him a raise. That's, that's obviously a raise. great for them. And say, yeah, that's, Come on back. that's great for Yeah, them. you if pay that, man. that continuity, like that's – I know as Eagles fans, we know that all too well from the Super Bowl year. We lost Frank Reich, and that was – that's pretty much all she wrote. I don't, you know, we don't have to get into the whole Frank Reich discussion, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously keeping continuity with the coaching staff is is a big deal. And I and like, along with re-signing all the players we need to re-sign this offseason, I I hope we keep one of our coordinators, you know, because um, they both seem like they're gonna. I mean, they both got interviews already. So Gannon's hired. From what I've heard, Gannon pretty much has that job wrapped up. Like the minute the season's over, he's he's in Houston. From what I've heard, anyway, things could change. Obviously, Good for uh, see, him. like yeah. I, I get that, and like obviously as a coordinator, like you always want to move up, you always want to get a head coaching spot. But like, is it really that much better to go from the number one seed in the NFC to go be the face of a rebuild in Houston, where they just hey. have proven that Everybody's I think it was the lead team one day. It's their is their fourth? Job. Fourth head coach since 2020, right? Something like that. Like this will be their fourth head coach. So it's like, do you really, do you really want to go there? Is that is that really the plan? I mean, they will be in a position to get a quarterback. You know, I mean, they don't have the first overall pick, but they'll have the second. So, um, I don't know. If I were Gannon, I would, I would stick around. But you know, as we know, I, I think if the longer he stays here, the more likely it becomes that he eventually just gets fired because fans will just absolutely run him out of town eventually i think i don't think he's on that's just he's how it goes he's counting his days he's counting yeah. his days he, he he's knows, ready he knows, to get he's, the out. Fuck he knows out he's out of there he's gonna come here he's gonna coach a bullshit game against the giants and then he's on and then he's out of here and then he's out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing is all essentially wrapped up he honestly would have gotten it last year if it wasn't for the whole media circus that was going on over there and they didn't want to hire like a white guy but there was a lot of politics i went into oh last yeah year. a lot yeah, of it that was that awkward went, you know, sad to say so that's why they went with lovey he was the scapegoat they from the rip um, the, the the Texans winning that game wasn't the reason why Lovey got fired. That was always the plan to fire him, from what I understand. And then they were going to bring in the, the token – I don't want to say token white guy, but that's essentially what happened. So hey. That's essentially what happened. So they hey, brought, so they, I so resemble they that remark, so please please token, watch out. You're not, the token, you're, white guy, you're not the token white guy. I'm not but, the token but white guy. But they bring in Gannon, you know, the, the, the – That peewee Herman-looking motherfucker. Smart, intelligent, you know, is going to probably be a yes man to Casario. Yeah. Is he still there, Nick Casario? Hey, people said now. Nick Sirianni was going to be a yes man, and if he is, it's working out great. I think I think so, he is, to be honest. I think he is. I'll take he's, it. I don't think he's given a lot of pushback to Howie and, and Jeffrey Lurie, but he hey, doesn't well, have a lot. Howie's to... been fucking killing it. So yeah, Nick. Yeah, is, Robert is... Quinn killing it. Hell yeah. Hey, fourth bro. Rounder. Fourth, dude. Look at everything else. Okay, fourth you know, round. we'll never get yeah, that. Yeah, that was kind of bad. Golden Tate or Robert Quinn, who has been more productive? Well, Golden Tate won a playoff well, go- game. Yeah, Golden Tate was. Definitely. I mean, yeah, he had he had a moment, you know. He at least had a moment. I don't think Robert Quinn has had. If Robert, I mean, what does he have? Like, a, like one tackle, moment. one on QB season? hits. If he doesn't yeah. do anything in this game, this is how bad it is. If he doesn't do anything in this game, he will be worse than the Ryan Kerrigan tenure. So take that. For <laughs> Robert, do you remember Quinn the Ryan Kerrigan tenure? Do you remember that? <laughs> Where yeah. do we rank the Deshaun Jackson return? I mean, obviously he had 
Like a touchdown. That was bad. Was like, What's that season two? opener? In the first game. That's all I needed. I didn't need yeah, anything else. That's all that. you needed? You, you didn't need the next two years of... Carson of, Carson might have needed him. I didn't, I didn't need it. Then he had like that kind of weird anti-Semite summer he was uh, doing. Yeah, he had that the sports fun. hernia that he like argued against surgery for, didn't get the surgery, tried to play in another game, suffered another hernia on top of that hernia, and then, <laughs> then had to just get stayed surgery. out for the rest of the year, and then just, just went to Oakland, or not Oakland, Vegas, the Rams. Uh, Baltimore this year did some things before they waived him, and I think I think that that's about done now. So that's about all she wrote. For the the Sean Jackson thing was just such a tease because obviously the first game Dude, that he had two touchdowns, a buck fifty, and it was like, oh fuck, we finally got a deep threat for Carson, and then that was it. I remember when it. we were gonna have Deshaun Jackson. Jalen Rager and Marcus Goodwin. We were going to have track stars. Remember those days? <laughs> COVID Dude, year, maybe. Yes. <laughs> and then COVID oh. happened. And, and I, remember, I remember vividly. And John Hightower and Quez Watkins. Oh, dude. Yeah, we had them all. And that was back over. when Quez was number 80. He was Jalen Hurts on the bench. Yeah. Number and we two had that, and we had that running back. One. Adrian Killens, remember him? He was about to be burning on kickoff turns. Apparently, yeah. he was supposed to be good, right? I remember yeah. hearing. Very bad training camp. Very bad training camp. Oh, no. Yeah, very bad. <laughs> Not great. I just no, no. I remember the COVID year and like that was one of the years where the NFC East was just absolute dog shit and somehow the Eagles were like four nine and one going into the that Cowboys chance. game and had a playoff chance. chance and I remember that Dallas game and we hit Jalen Hurts hit fucking Deshaun for that bomb and I'm just sitting there I'm like we're gonna fucking we're gonna weasel our way into the playoffs again for like the third straight year because the past two years it was the same thing we're like nine and seven barely got in. And they then didn't. I was like, we're going to fucking do this shit again. But we didn't, and now we're here. Just think back to that Arizona game, like his coming out party essentially against Kyler, like that game, like watching that. It almost felt like – I say I say this a lot on my show. It almost felt like that, like you know when like you're you're – in you're in like the relationship right and like you know it's like on on rocky waters but you want to work it out and you want to fix it and then like this other situation with this other chick is working out really well that's how i felt like watching jayla hurts like oh we no. know all if about it, the relationship it, metaphors if it, here. if it doesn't work out, if it doesn't work out i mean it ain't the end of the world <laughs> that's how oh, i yeah. felt watching jayla hurts and now we're here doing yeah, we strongly no, considered true. pivoting to uh to a uh, love and relationships podcast yeah. uh and so i think that is a pretty like Colin Cowherd level analogy, though. We've had a few of those ourselves. Yeah, that's um, what it is, though. I felt like you were cheating. Sure did. When you were watching Jalen Hurts, I'm not supposed to be enjoying this. This I'm is not. not supposed to feel good. This is not. Supposed <laughs> to feel good. <laughs> Why do I like this? Why do I like this so much? Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, no, you I feel remember. guilty. You feel like you had to go tell Carson. It's like I'm sorry. I was, man, I was told he had you, cooties. I, I was riding with you, and now what are we gonna do? Yeah. Oh no. But now we're here and we're happily married, so it's cool. You know. It's true. And then, like we had a little. We had to get the little hall pass with Gardner Minshew, and that wasn't really anyone's fault. And you ran we into just, the X. You saw that they downgraded, so now yeah. you're even more vindicated. Yeah. So I saw more. the, you know, I saw that fucking that hairdo. I saw it, and we were like, you know what? Let's give it a try. But now we're here, and now we're the first seed in the playoffs, and we have Jalen Hurts back under center with an African American quarterback. Yeah, doesn't, yes. doesn't get better. That is what this city needs. Like, I, there's just a white guy back there is just not going to work. Well, for the me. Eagles, it's just the Eagles not. This is a way have... different sound than the one you were giving me in 2020. No, well, actually, 2021 when you were like Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. I just I was like, give me a minute. No, no, it wasn't give me a minute. It was he can't throw. It was well, was he had a noodle arm. He yeah, had a noodle arm and yeah, no it was, anticipation. He can't play quarterback. He can't read defenses. After that wild card game, Conway was he, checked out. Yo, he was, was dog. He was dog shit in that playoff game. Am I wrong? Ryan Conway then, was asking for Derek Carr to lead this Eagles team. <laughs> I was not asking for Derek Carr. No, not that I bad, might not have been that. asking for Derek Carr. At least I wasn't asking for Malik Willis, as like some people we know. Hey, I wasn't. I was. I, I liked Willis. I, I thought know he was going to go nine. I thought he was going to go nine overall to the Seahawks. I was shocked he fell that far. That's uh, well. I advocated for the Eagles to pick Kenny Pickett. 
Yeah, that's stupid. Of course that's you did. Man. That's stupid. Yeah. You just want the token <laughs> white guy under center. I mean, that's cool. Do, do you, dude? If that's what yeah, you man. want under center. Small yeah, hands. Nah, I need first... my quarterback to have strong right, hands. Jerry Jones. All right. Strong hands. <laughs> no. He was just the first quarterback when I Googled 2021 or 2022 NFL quarterback draft class. Like, he was like the top guy. And I was like, that's the guy we should get. Like, that was my level Willis, of analysis. Sam Howell. That was oh, just yeah. a bad. It was just a bad class. Yep. I mean, everybody's like, Ritter. I love how you can see him coming from a like mile Ritter. away, then like being Ritter. a bad class, and they still get fucking drafted. I'm like, what are we doing? I mean, Pickett was Pickett a first rounder? Yeah, I guess he, he was. 20th. He was the first yeah. and only quarterback taken yeah. in the first round. So, and that and that's good. Yeah. I mean, at least there wasn't anyone. Yeah, I mean, it's not like anyone traded up and it was like. Picking Josh Rosen eighth overall or anything like Dude. that. You know I thought I mean? Willis like, was going to go nine. Yo, I was, Josh I was Rosen got to done dirty. I was convinced that Willis was going to go first round too, just because of all the tools. But yeah, I mean, he's like Titans pretty clearly at least put a Joshua year Dobbs away. in over him. That's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> isn't he yeah. like a rocket scientist? Uh, he looks, he looks like Dobbs. a rock. He looks like a rock. Yeah. I'll give hey, him that. Yo. No, Joshua Dobbs is like <laughs> yeah, not like, an He has a. He doesn't. He doesn't need football to make money. He's like no. really smart. Oh, I think he had an internship at NASA or some shit like that. And he's yeah, out there jeopardizing his brain. What's wrong with this guy? Hey, that's, <laughs> that's, that's too game, smart. Actually. That's too that's smart. actually playing football. Yeah, way too smart. It's so crazy. Guys are like, yeah, I'm actually like an offensive lineman, and now I'm a doctor. And I'm like, whoa. When you see people <laughs> tweet on Twitter mid NFL season, I'm going to get my master's. I'm like, whoa. All right, cool. Calm down, dude. Calm down. <laughs> um, yeah, fucking John Runyon went into politics. You guys remember that? Yeah. yeah. Not great, not a great I, he didn't last, but so he did Kane from WWE, but you don't see him. Well, he runs Knoxville, Tennessee now. Does he? He also advocates for gun violence, yeah. which is great. You remember he that? You remember that? For gun yeah, he was like, we need to not ban guns, like right after like the mass shooting. It was crazy. Hey, man, if you thought Kane was anti gun, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but. More of a you issue than anything. Um, do we want to do score predictions? Do we yeah. have any? Like, how, I mean, I feel like we've talked about the game. We've kind of talked about both sides of the ball. I don't want to talk about the game. This is why I don't yeah. do preview pods because this is why. I've... <laughs> hey, well, I, we, we, we talk we about got, everything. We talk about everything here. It's grease the polls. You know what I mean? Um, I thought my poll was going to be greased, but it's been thirty. Hey, yo! Now. I mean, well, when we get an in-person recording session, oh, we can arrange yeah. that. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, the former we'll pod had, had a studio. What happened? Where's Where's this studio at? Do we not have the former pot on That was just someone's parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> that was just my boy's mom's cut and paste. Cut and paste. Cut Who wants to kick it off with score predictions? Vic, yeah, I got you want it. To, since you're the guest. Con- no, um, I'll go last because I'm the guest. Con- like, nah, yeah, I got it, bro. Fucking 42 to 10. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> So humble, so humble, dude. Like I said, I need this. Other, if we lose, I'm, you'll never hear from me again. Like this show's over. <laughs> that's how I feel. That getting off topic again, but that's how I feel. If there's a Dallas NFC Championship game and we lose that game, and we're the reason Dallas goes to the Super Bowl, I'm deleting all social accounts. I'm never doing a show. I'm selling all my pod equipment. Um, we're selling no, the website because there's no reason to pursue a, any type of career in sports media. It's just over at that point. Wow. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I, I, Immediately I was, submitting my, my my application to the CIA. I'll get rejected, but I need, to, I need yeah. to go. No, I need so to go out, elsewhere. Going back to a desk job. I'm selling life insurance. I'm doing something else. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, especially since I'm going to that game, I was telling the guys on a, an earlier episode, like, it has the potential to be either, if we play Dallas, it has the potential to be either the best day of my life or the worst day of my life. And there's really no in-between. Like, I just cannot... I don't even want to think about yeah, it. Chill's thinking about a loss. I'm God. fucking stressed about it. But, like, I cannot even fathom 
walking out of that stadium after losing to the, like I oh god damn you don't have you have to like bury yourself in the stadium yeah you can't like walk I out. just <laughs> just walk you know like I kind of almost want to be like like Stephon Diggs after they lost the the AFC divisional game they just like stand in there I just want to watch like, there's really nothing to just, else to live for at that point like, there's no looking there forward to watch next year there's Dak no drafting Prescott there's no scouting there's no yeah oh, like, like, like I oh. can't imagine seeing fucking lazy eye Mike McCarthy out there and fucking holding up that trophy and just like oh I'd rather god. lose the Brock Purdy. I would. No, I absolutely you, would. I would you're rather not gonna see them. I think I would rather lose actually no. I was gonna say I'd rather lose this week than lose to the Cowboys and the chip, but I need a playoff win. I need at least one playoff yeah, win. We're getting, playoff. Get playoff we're, we're getting a playoff win, we're getting another one. Because then, then the narrative starts Jalen can't get it done in the playoffs because that's two years in a row you get not one and done. Yeah. That's not gonna go well. All right, last year doesn't count. He was bad last year. He's he couldn't good read now. a defense last year. Said twenty twenty one Conway. So that's he was dog was. shit, dude. He said he couldn't read a defense. <laughs> be, be real with me. He doesn't have that. He can't throw. He can't play Look, quarterback. I'm never gonna call Conway. out a quarterback for not being able to read a defense because I can't read a defense. Conway said Jalen Hurts should be taking handoffs out of the backfield. Messed up, dude. I never said that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I will know. Jalen Hurts should be running routes. Running routes. <laughs> get that man on the outside. Gardner, get over but, here. Dude, we could have used him last year, honestly. Yeah. Him and Devontae would have hey, been. He was nice lined up split up. wide right on a few on a few plays in 2020. So, yeah. So was Carson for that. Carson was lead blocking so for Jalen Hurts at one point. That lead blocking. Lead blocking. He was hell, it was hell of a good at it he Jalen Hurts bad. rolled up on uh, Carson Wentz's ankle on that play by the way I know I saw the mission I saw the mission he knew what was up I peeped it I peeped it. he here's the thing man Jalen Hurts he's he's too pretty he's too perfect he's too manicured like he, he's a he definitely like he's a little sicko or something like, he's also something. uh viral. in a good way he's in a winning way he's viral on TikTok uh, for, the, for the females now they came across Jalen Hurts like chewing his gum in an angry fashion and a lot of females are going to start watching football now so yeah. I'm not gonna lie when 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 Luke in the in the slack was like she just like me for real. Like I laughed out loud. I was like, Luke, "You are you are shameless, bro." <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, bro, you gotta be look. You, know, you, you gotta yeah, you gotta give you gotta give my man some props. Jalen Hurts is a good looking guy. Good looking, good -looking guy. guy. A Jalen Hurts Joe Burrow now. Super Bowl would take place in Atlantis if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. There'd be there'd be a lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot of fluids. A lot of women around. would a lot like of fluids that. going around. A lot of women would tune in for that one. A lot of fluids. Um, it's Joe Cool right, against uh, Get Freaky. Yeah, yeah. Get Freaky. Oh, oh, that's, that's what he says. Not my yes, please. Because hot sauce Jeez. Jalen. He got his own hot sauce, dude. Bro, yeah, I ordered be, some. That would be something. Did you? Yeah, bro. Are you lying? I'm not lying. I got two bottles. What are you going to eat it with? I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I was saying. I was, <laughs> I was just curious. Crawfish. All right, what's your score Crawfish was the right answer. Crawfish. <laughs> All right. My, uh, my, uh, my score <laughs> prediction is I think it's going to be 38-20. Uh, are all just predicting blowouts here? Is that really what it's going to? No, we're not all. We're not all, right. all doing all right. it. All right. I'll go. I'll. I'll. Yeah. I'll, I'll give my logical, logical score prediction here. Honestly, I do think it's going to be. A, uh, no, I, honestly, I hope it's a blow. I really do, guys. I'm not obviously. No, yeah, but I don't want to have to be game. drunk and paying attention for longer than yeah. a half. Like I want to. <laughs> like at halftime, I want to be able to order shots and just get blacked out and just. Not at Xfinity. Yo, belligerent shit. Not at Xfinity. No, not at Xfinity. No, we're not, not, I'm not Xfinity. going to Xfinity. We don't, we don't you don't want that. them catering to the wrong crowd no, in there. You don't want them no. that, man. They don't play to the DJs don't don't want that crowd over there. You know? No. Yeah. No. I, and it's just it would just be a complete madhouse. I always got that vibe. If you always go got there. that vibe. But yeah, um, I do think this game will be somewhat close, honestly. I, I, I think they'll be able to cover the spread, but I think it'll take all four quarters. Because I do think the Giants are gonna come in with some momentum, obviously, but 
and it's a divisional game. Like you can never discre- discredit the fact that like you know I still think it's not that difficult to beat a team three times a season, but it will be the third time they saw us. There's a lot of familiarity. You know they'll know our tendencies. We know theirs. It's just one of those things where it's it feels like it's going to be a tight game. Um, so for my final, I'll probably go twenty-seven to nineteen. Mm. Do a weird score. Yeah, you were right nice. around mine. Yeah. So I have I have the Eagles winning uh, twenty-seven seventeen. I think from a logical perspective, I think the Eagles probably come out rusty. It has been two weeks. Jalen Hurts still has to get into the uh, and so the rhythm of the offense because even in that final game, he wasn't executing the offense that he knows. He was just trying to uh, get some reps in so he's not idle for for all that time. So I think it takes probably about half a quarter to a quarter. To, to, to get back into and, and to running things to make sure that the communication with the receivers is is where it needs to be. Hopefully they utilize Miles Sanders because I don't need I don't need teams getting too cute this late in the season not using their running backs that just ran for the most seasons in their career. So let's not get away get away from that. I think they do cover the uh, the, the Eagles cover the seven and a half. I think they win by ten, pull away in the fourth quarter, and uh, sit back and watch if it's going to be San Fran or, or Dallas. Let's all hope. Let's all hope. I think. I think, you know, we always predict all wins here. I don't think any of us have ever predicted a loss. And obviously now is not the time. Yeah, this now year, is just they, not they, the they time. didn't come often this year. So why yeah. would I predict any why would I predict any loss based on just based on this year? Like I would predict a loss if like I felt like they were gonna lose. I promise you that. For sitting here like facing like like Yeah. There's just no logical like I I even if I trying to think of a logical way the Eagles lose lose this game and if it is I hate to say it because we pick on him a lot, but it's going because Gannon did something crazy on defense with the soft coverages or whatever, and Isaiah Hodgins becomes Victor Cruz and goes off. He had 105 last week. Uh, so so unless they make Richie James and Hodgins and Darius Slayton look like uh, the, the 07 Patriots. That's the only way I could think about it. But I feel like Gannon does learn from his mistakes. You saw from the 3rd and 29 in the final week that he wasn't letting anybody get past that marker after the T.Y. Hilton uh, debacle in Dallas. So I think as long as the Eagles are smart, don't get in their own head, don't get too cute, don't try to do any random like Philly specials on the goal line or nothing stupid like that, I think that they can handle. I, I don't think this is a game we should be sweating. It might be close by the scoreboard, but it's a game that us as fans are going to feel like the Eagles are firmly in control in entirely. Yep. I agree. I agree, Victor. Um, so, yeah, four for four, Birds, Giants, Saturday night. Victor, thank you for joining us. We course, appreciate guys. it. Anytime. We appreciate We appreciate it. Look, we kicked it. So. We we talked about the game a little bit and talked about other bullshit because that's just what we do here. You know, that's just – it's grease the poles. That's yeah, just grease yeah. the poles. Yeah. So uh, for everyone listening, thank you, as always. Uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, thelibertyline.com, or wherever you get your shows. You can find us on social media at Grease Poles Pod on Twitter and TikTok. And once again, everyone, thank you for listening, and go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.